everybody. Welcome to Buffy Speak. Hello. Uh, my stuff is still way too high. Check, 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 check. Every time. I know. You're telling me. <laughs> All right, guys. We started season three of season Buffy the Vampire three. Slayer. And, uh... <laughs> We're off to a great start. I Buffy love is. this episode. Um, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I was being sarcastic because Buffy is just... Buffy is living by herself in a very, very poor part of town. Um, and she's lonely and she does not smile a single time <laughs> this episode. Yeah, I know. And she's just... It's it's bad. She goes to hell in it's this episode. It's very depressing. Or a version of hell. She is not doing too hot, I would no. say. This is not her finest moment. Although, no. part of me wants to assume that we have seen the best of Buffy. And that she is only going to get more fucked up from here. Is that um, accurate? You would not be wrong. Yeah. It's one of those crappy things where it's like, she has good moments... But it's like it's like when you're really sad and you see like a meme and you laugh, but then you go yeah. back to being sad. Right? Yeah, it's exactly. like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's a huge bummer because I really like. I mean, obviously, I care about Buffy. You know, right? And now it's just like, wow, I have seen her at her happiest, and that was still not that happy. <laughs> so I don't know. It sucks. And then also, a lot of me is like, really, you ran away over Angel, like, because yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, we all know I've never, ever, ever liked him, and so it's mm. I didn't like him until he was already a bad guy. But yeah, yeah so I'm like. Get it together, Buffy. Or Anne, excuse me. Oh, yeah, that's the title of the episode. This episode is named Anne. Because that's what she's going by. And then she meets... All right, plot overview. So she's living in that really poor part of town. She's waiting tables. And then she meets this chick who then chases her down later and is like, Hey, Buffy. And she calls her Buffy. And Mm -hmm. this chick is from one of the earlier episodes. Nice callback. I know, right? I was like, whoa, who knew? So... This chick, Lily, was a part of the vampire worshipping cult where, like, they thought vampire... They were, like, all trying to get changed and things like that, and then the master mm-hmm. was just going to kill them, and then Buffy saved him. And yeah. so the chick recognized Buffy and was like, or was it I totally when Spike understand. was going to... It's when Spike You're right. killed it was that Spike. dude. It, it was Spike. You're right. Um, yeah. The master so, done been dead. Yeah. Unfortunate, though. <laughs> Do we ever see him again? Um, yes. yes. Not like, not like as, he's dead. Like, he's right, dead. Right, yeah. But yes, Mark Metcalf does return. Okay, cool. Yeah, that dude is so good. Um, but yeah, so the chick meets up with her. Oh, and that chick, by the way, is wearing a shirt that says Denton on it, which is where Den- I live. Was she really? Yeah, she's wearing, her shirt has a heart on it, and above it it says Denton. She's been which, everywhere. Like, I know, I don't know if there's more than one Denton. The most famous one is in Texas. I have to. That has to be true. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I live. And so I was like, oh, my God, I own a shirt that says Denton on it. (laughs) But yeah, so she's like, I know what it's like to need to get lost. And then she's like, but my boyfriend's missing. Please help me. Mm-hmm. And then, so they're looking for her boyfriend. And this whole time, they keep interacting with this dude 
who is obviously the bad guy. Right. Like, he has, like, a... He has, like, a no... At no point do you think he's not the bad guy. No, like, you meet him, and you see him. He hasn't even spoken yet, and I'm like, that's the bad guy. He has, like, a shitty, like, plastered-down haircut and, like, a face mole and stuff, and I'm like, that's clearly... He looks like the dude from No Country for Old Men, if you've seen that movie. Yeah. He's got a terrible haircut. He's got the weird, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, we take people in. And I'm like, no, yeah, to kill we them. We take care of you. Yeah. And so, surprise, surprise, he's the bad guy, and he takes people into this, like, uh, weird room. Yeah, yeah, it's, it looks, it's like, kind of like this weird, like, li- kind of looks like churchy room. Yeah. Um, And it's got, like, this pool in it, and he's... He's he's advertising it as a kind of baptism before right. you can like because this girl her name is we never find out her real name um but her name is Lily, Lily. yeah and uh, she um she's she recognized Buffy and she's with this guy who um like her boyfriend um and uh he disappears and she's like. He wouldn't ever do that to me, which mm-hmm. I'm like, wouldn't he? But maybe right? that's just me. They're both like drifters. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't think it was too far-fetched for one of them to, like, disappear, but whatever. Bounce. But, um... Who am I to say? It turns out that he, he's been taken in by these creepy people. And, um, what happens is when you go in, like, when you go into this church little room, they kind of... They make you think you're getting baptized, but then you get pulled into this weird alternate dimension where, like, a hundred years pass in a in an Earth day. Yeah. So, it's, ki- it's actually kind of really smart. You They work you to death until... Which, by the way, they never say why. Yeah, you have no idea what these people are working that on. That is... I at didn't all. realize this until just now. That's kind of a big plot hole. They're all, like, it's, they've got hundreds of people down there, and, um, and they're all, like, they've all got hammers, and they're all, like, working at anvils and things like that, (laughs) and there's, like, this rhythmic, like, like, prison line smashing rocks type of thing going on. Right. But it's just a lot of, like, metal and fire. There's not a whole lot, there's no, no indication of what they're doing, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, so he's like, these are our workers, we're keeping them, you can't have them, and then Buffy, like, is obviously gonna take them, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, then she beats them all up, and nobody helps. Yeah. <laughs> that was another thing I noticed, is that, like, because the thing is, is that, like, if I was in, if I was in that position, I understand why they haven't risen up yet, but if one person starts, because, because that was the theme of this episode, is, like, there's no hope. And because cause that's how Buffy feels right now, too. Like, she understands, like, she's 16 and she's looking at the rest of her life. Right. And she probably, honestly, doesn't have that many years left because she's probably going to die on the job, right? And um, and so she's, like, hopeless. So that's, like, the theme of this episode. And they keep, they, they drill it in. They, they're beating a dead horse talking about, <laughs> like, we're going to give you hope. This gives you hope. And then Buffy stands up to these these monsters that are capturing everybody and she starts beating them up and i was 100 percent expecting for like the other people to start rising up and i thought it was going to be a metaphor for like how uh like buffy left sunnydale and 
the four other members of the Scooby gang are stepping up to help, like, fight the vampires and things. And so I thought it was going to be, like, this nice, seamless metaphor of, like, how Buffy inspires people to stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Buffy saves a lot of people, but she also encourages people to save themselves. (laughs) And I thought, like, that was a really... Because it's something that she does do. Like, she, like, she gives people the strength to learn how to fight for themselves, to stand up for themselves, to take care of themselves and, like, do things like that. And, um, yeah, but they, uh, they don't. They either keep hammering or they just, they just watch Buffy, like, run past them while she's being chased by, like, the horde of bad guys. And I thought, I thought, like, somebody really minor was gonna come through and, like, kill one of the guys, and then everybody was going to start fighting. Which we did get a really cool moment with Lily. So maybe that's that's right. Like, the leader is, like, the leader is yelling, and he's like, you do not fight back, I will kill you and things, and then Lily pushes him off the balcony, mm-hmm. and he dies. And so we had that type of moment. That was good. So it maybe, was- maybe I was kind of right in what <laughs> I thought was going to happen. I really, um... I really liked this episode. Me too. Uh, like, a lot. Um, I thought that um, it was a, you know, like, it's the same thing that we've been saying that I really love how the show deals with um, the consequences of trauma. Right. And because they never, like, if there's one thing Josh Whedon, like, never does, he never shies away from showing you, like, like results uh-huh you know so it's really nice to um i mean we you know it would be weird if she wasn't back like or if she was back if she was back at in this episode and like they would be like oh buffy it was so weird when you went away but we're so glad yeah. that you're back now yeah no i like, thought this i thought this was the perfect intro for season three because it was like like, I wouldn't have wanted more than one episode with her not around, right. uh, you know, her gang. But, um, but yeah, I thought this did a really good job of, like, showing her isolation and then showing her realizing that, like, she still has work to do, you know? And, yeah. um, and like, kind of that buildup of realizing, like, okay, I can keep doing this. And, yeah. um, like... Because she, you see her go through it from the point that she gets captured by these people. Because she could have mm-hmm. very easily, whenever just, like, the one guy had them, she could have very easily taken him out and then, like, never even have gone in, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, um, or something like that. Like, they, she had opportunities before she finally does, like, rise up against them or whatever. So I thought they did a really good job of, like, showing a buildup of, like, the monsters getting worse and worse to the point where Buffy's like, somebody's got to do something. And, uh, which I do think is how she feels about it, where she's like, okay, if nobody else is going to do something, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. And then, so then she fights back with them, and then, like, through the fight, you start seeing her, like, get her one-liners back, and, like, start, uh, start having a little bit more of her, like, usual Buffy, like, sass to her, her spunk. And then, um, yeah, and then at the end of the episode when she, uh, she gives her apartment to Lily, who is, to my understanding, homeless. And, um, yeah. Well, she says, she says they're staying, she says, like, um, she and Ricky are staying in a shelter, basically. 
Yeah. And, like, they're squatting, too. She's like, there's an abandoned building around the corner. A lot of people yeah, stay there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so she gives, like, she gives her space to Lily and is like, the rent's paid on this for three more weeks. Uh, take care of yourself. And then Lily's like, I'm not very good at taking care of myself. <laughs> and then, which is not really how she sounded, but for some reason that's how her character seemed to me. Yeah. Like, I was surprised that she didn't have, like, a soft southern accent. Um, she was, yeah. She was very meek. Meek and yes, mild. very meek. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm not very good at taking care of myself. And Buffy's like, it takes practice, but you gotta do it. You know? And, like, because she's like, nobody else is gonna take care of you. Right. And, um, which, I don't know. To me, that was kind of, like, a, she Callous. doesn't directly say it. Yeah. But it's, like, something she definitely implies. Like, if you don't take care of yourself, nobody's going to. Because Buffy has, like, you know, a great support system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never going to be enough because they're not going to directly understand what she's going through. But she has good friends who, like, are willing to, like, sit and listen and, like, empathize and make an effort and things like that. And she has a mom who now knows that she's a slayer and is totally willing to, like, have her back on it. Well, hold on. I guess she didn't know that. Because remember last time last time she saw Joyce, Joyce was like, if you go out that door, don't come back. Don't you know? think about coming back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess maybe that's not applicable in this case. But, like, she still knows she has Giles, too, who's, like, you know, a father figure. Things like that. So I thought it was kind of weird that she was being, like... Nobody takes care of you but you. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe it's just a phase. Because I have, I have moments I, that I feel like that, too. I have a great family and great friends and things like that. And, like, at least ten people that I could think of off the top of my head that I know I could, like, reach out to in a time of need. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still have those moments where you're like, I'm completely alone in the world. Yeah. Even though it's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. I have a cough. What did you, um... So, so, that's the main plot, is, like, Buffy and all these, um... All these people that she needs to save, and Lily and stuff like that. And meanwhile, back at the farm, um... (laughs) Giles and Xander and Willow and Oz are kind of holding down the fort. Uh Uh-huh. And Cordelia. And Cordelia, when she gets back... Um, she was gone to, uh, what did she, where did she say she was gone to? She goes to to? Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so she's, she's been gone all the summer. And so when she gets, there's this, it's, it's kind of silly, but it's like, whatever. Um, where she's asking around about Xander, and Xander's asking around about her. Uh Uh-huh. And then when they finally get together, they, they fight, they get into like, like. They freeze up. Yeah. Um, Like, both of them are, uh, neither of them want to be like, hey, I missed you. Because, like, I don't know. They're both lame. Yeah, they're both (laughs) stubborn. Yeah, they're both really stubborn. Oops. I knocked my shark pillow off my bed and it hit my closet. Um, it's okay. He's fine. Um, (laughs) but... Yeah, so I guess I guess it's just the stubbornness. I was annoyed though, cause cause I like them, you know. Right. But also part of the reason I like them so much is because they're both so stubborn, you know. Um, and they, I thought there was a very nice callback. Did you notice? Um, so uh, 
they, um, it's like a B plot. They're trying to, they're trying to learn how to slay while Buffy's gone. Right. And, um, uh, there's a vampire, and so they use Cordelia as bait, (laughs) um, and it ends up backfiring because the vampire ends up going for Willow. Yeah. And, um... Uh, they're fighting, and Xander is fighting it, and then Cordelia sees it, and she's like, Xander! And she runs up to him, and falls on the vampire, who falls on Xander, who stakes him. Yeah. And, um, then Cordelia and Xander are on top of each other. Right, because they're like a sandwich, and then the vampire between them dusts. Yeah. And then they fall on top of each other. And, um... They have a callback to the first time Xander and Cordelia ever made out, because that time, every time they would kiss, there would be this huge, like, yeah. They did that again this time, which I thought was kind of kind of. I never noticed the music. You always notice the music. Yeah, but I don't. I never ever notice. Um, but yeah, so um, that is. That I thought was a nice callback. There were a couple of there were a couple of cool callbacks. Um, like I liked how Cordelia pointed out that she's always the bait, and I'm like, you are always the bait. Yeah, <laughs> like you need to get a break once in a while. And luckily, she. But did. it's because she's not like she's not like oh yeah, give me a steak, you know? Right. She's not. It's like, like she's not. She's not about to jump in the jump in the. What's the word I'm looking for? Deep end. The scuffle, maybe? Yeah. I don't think scuffle's the word I'm looking for. But anyway, like, if she had a stake, she'd stand on the sidelines and just be like, ah, ah, which is not an insult <laughs> to Cordelia, but it's genuinely how she would react. Right. And, like, um, yeah. And so she needs to be going like, ah, ah, but, you know, in the middle where the vampire can hear her and then everybody else can protect her. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I'd like to see Cordelia become like uh I don't know. I mean, she's not she's not not useful right now, but mm-hmm. like I would like to see her be, have a little bit more of a like uh self-sufficiency maybe. Mm-hmm. Is the right word? I know Willow sl- is slowly becoming a witch, which I am so beyond into. <laughs> I'm so into that. Um yeah, so I guess I'd like a little bit more of that, and I'd like a little bit more from Xander, too, but he's he's holding his own. He's, like, he's learning how to fight, so that's good. Oz is a werewolf. Oz is in, so we got a new intro. Yeah, now. he's in the intro. And he's in the intro, and I got so, like, whenever I was like, oh, it's a new intro, and then my next thought was immediately like, oh my god, is Oz in it? Is Oz a regular? And then he came up, and I was like, yeah! He is. We're going to be seeing more of Oz now. Because it was bumming me out. He was, he was like, barely in, like, the last ten episodes or something. That's probably mm-hmm. over an over-exaggeration, but... He, he hasn't been there in a while, but now he has that actor contract thing where he has yes. to be in, like... A certain number of episodes. Yeah, seven episodes for every ten or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm but, super excited that he's around, too. And he's so funny. I think he's the strongest actor out of all of them, including Sarah Michelle Gellar. Wow. Yeah. Um, I thought Sarah Michelle Gellar was A++ this episode. I thought she was great. I thought she was good. 
but she does something that I noticed because I used to do this. So for the listeners, I've done theater my entire life and, um, and now I'm making films and I've been directing a lot recently. Mm -hmm. And so I've been, uh, I've been focused a lot on acting recently and I watched this and this is a really common thing for beginner actors. They act with their breath. So before before every line, Buffy goes, I I don't know. And then she's like and then she's like, please, Buffy, please let please help us. Please help me look for Ricky or whatever. And she's like, well, I guess so. And she she acts with her breath instead of like her face and her words. And so it was very breathy all episode. Hmm. And the thing if I hadn't been at this time in my life so focused on acting then I probably wouldn't have noticed it. And if I hadn't been critiqued for breathiness myself, then I probably wouldn't have noticed it. But it was very like, I, I just, I need to be alone. And (laughs) I don't know. I laughed a few times when she was being dramatic. I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. But but also uh, another thing is, it's just like, she seems so young to me, Mm -hmm. you know, because she is. And, um, and plus, it's fictional. I mean, if this were real-life circumstances, I would be like, you are 16, go home. Right. But, or I guess she's 17 now, isn't she? Uh, no, she's still 16. Did she turn, well, she had a birthday last episode. Last episode? I mean, season. <laughs> no, she was, oh, I guess so. Yeah, she yeah, had no, a birthday. no, she's 17. Yeah, because it was... Yeah, it's whenever Angel loses his soul is her birthday. Yeah, you're yeah. right. She's, so 17. she's 17. So she turned, because she's a senior now. Right. So she or, turns well, 18. She got kicked out, but yeah. Well, she would um, be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in real life, I would be like very concerned about it. Mm-hmm. But because I know that this is like a TV show, I'm kind of like, oh my God, Buffy, go home. You're shirking your responsibilities. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I, but I, I I didn't notice, I didn't notice the breathing. Yeah. I really liked her acting. Um, I'm trying to think, I had other things to say. Oh, does Joss Whedon know what homeless people look like? (laughs) It's so true. All he he did, he was like, put some dirt on your face. Yeah, that's it. He made them look like they were in Les Mis. Yeah, it was very lame is. They he, were so Has he ever seen a homeless person in his entire life? There were some some of the homeless people that uh you know, made sense. Mm-hmm. But uh they were usually like way older ones. Um like people who had already been spit back out from hell. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so those were okay, but yeah, all the all the young homeless people <laughs> We're like, I'm wearing layers, and there's yeah. my hair is not perfect, Clean. and yeah, there's there's brown eyeshadow all over my face. Right, <laughs> it's like so clearly eyeshadow. I just I, I expected them to start singing "Look Down," right, um, which would have been appropriate. Uh, but um, okay, so in the beginning, the very beginning of this episode, so um, Willow, Xander, and Oz are all talking about her, Buffy. Mm-hmm. And they're all talking about like, oh man, you know, when I, you know, I want you, you know, when she's coming back and all this stuff. 
and one of them goes, I just wish we knew where she was, and it cuts immediately to Buffy on a beach. Yeah. Wearing a flowy lilac dress. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> I wrote down, I wish we knew where she was, where, I wish we knew where she was. She's in a perfume ad. Like, <laughs> that's she, what it looked like. She's just standing, and then Angel, it's a dream, and Angel comes up and, stand, and stands behind her, and he's like, we'll, we'll be together, together forever, even if you kill me. Which also didn't really make sense. Um, but I'm just so over Angel. Yep. I was over Buffy and Angel about an entire season ago. Yeah, for real. A whole a whole 22 episodes ago is not when I that, stopped caring. Not, not that uh, the season two finale didn't uh, touch my heart. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like... That's another reason that I was probably like... Buffy's being uh, a little bit... Not annoying... She's not being annoying, but I'm just like, hmm. I don't know how I feel about it, because it's mixed. Because on one hand, I want to be like, I'm so sorry that you had to kill your first love. Yeah. And, uh, but on the other hand, I'm like, go home to your mom. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. Like, you have so many people who just like, I guess, I guess she's being selfish, is what I think about it. Yeah, and um, and I think she's coping with it incorrectly, or in this episode. I know she's back now. The end, the episode ends with uh, her going back home, and she knocks on her door, and her and Joyce Ugh. opens it, and they hug. So cute. Um, yeah. Um, oh, and what did you think about what Joyce said to um, Giles? What Joyce That's said in to my Giles. notes. Yeah, she was like, "I blame you for her leaving," and I was like, "What?" He's he's the person that's been okay. So how I feel about it is I don't blame Joyce. Yeah. But as an omniscient observer who's like seen all sides of the story, you know, right. um I like Giles has been the person keeping her safe mm-hmm. more so than anybody else in her life. And that's because Joyce uh is not a watcher, you know, and Joyce didn't even know that this was going on or anything. So I'm not saying that Joyce is like a bad mom or anything like that but mm-hmm. um but yeah no it sucked because i was like you don't even know how completely wrong you are right right now. yeah and um i don't know and i mean like it's a it's a rational reaction to like a try to find somebody to blame in the first place um and also it's frustrating because uh Giles is, you know, flying all over the country looking for her, or flying all over yeah. California at least, you know, and um, and it's it's implied he goes on one trip looking for her in this episode, but it's implied that he's been going on all these flights all summer, and uh, you know, flights are expensive and right. very time consuming and things like that, and so I'm kind of like, and Joyce knows that he's been going on these flights too, so. I don't know. It kind of sucked, but I totally understand. You yeah, know? me too. I don't I was, blame her. Yeah, I was like, ugh, I understand. It just, like, sucks because Giles... I mean, if Giles... I'm sure Giles understands too, but I'm sure he's like, but I, but I miss her too. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, because, I mean, I, he sees her as a... Well, I don't know. I'd say he sees her as a daughter, but, like, the Watcher-Slayer relationship is already so intense mm-hmm. uh, and, and deep. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he obviously, obviously cares about her. They're they're definitely family. Let's say that. Yeah. So maybe not necessarily father daughter. I think that Buffy sees him as a father figure mm-hmm. because uh, because she doesn't have one. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he necessarily sees her as a daughter figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe just family. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It sucked, and it sucked seeing them like, you know, so worried yeah um but you know she's back she's back yeah i was i was um i was wondering if i was gonna cry when buffy came back and just like hugged her mom and i almost did didn't quite almost (laughs) did but it was a very touching moment yeah it was good i'm glad she's back i'm uh i'm excited for this season because yeah. this, this episode, like, just production-wise, was on point. The bad guys looked good, and, like, the, you know, everything except the homeless people looked really <laughs> good outside and things like that. So, uh, yeah. I'm excited. Joss, Joss Whedon wrote this one. This first one? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I, Did he I also write a- the seventh episode of this season? Uh, Let's see. I want okay. to say yes. Okay. Um, We're going to pause that, for a second while she looks it up. I think that one is... is. It might be her... No! He did! Oh, yeah. I remember now. You know Ooh, what episode it is? that's a good episode. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's either the 7th or the 8th. Um, let me look it up. Uh, episodes... Um, but yeah, no, it's a good episode. It's, it's what a lot of people consider it to be one of the, like, it's, um, it's in Buffy canon. It's like top 10 for sure. Um, All right. Right on. Let's see. It's, it's the ninth or, oh no. No, it's the 10th. The next episode he writes is the 10th episode. The one before that is the one I really, is the one that. That's interesting. I could have sworn he wrote that one. Anyway, doesn't matter. He wrote the 10th episode. <laughs> next episode. All right. Um, but yeah, no, this is a good season. This is a good return to form, I felt. In my notes, I say it's a good return to fork. <laughs> so, take that Did as you, you think will. Uh, this episode was feminist? Yes, I did. I thought so, too. Because it was very, like... It, it wasn't like... Because... Uh, Okay, and this definitely could have happened because I see it happen to me and other women around me constantly. Um, A trauma happens to a woman, specifically a young woman, and everybody around her thinks it's about a boy. You know? Mm -hmm. And do they know that she killed Angel? They don't. They don't know what happened. Okay. Um, I'm sure they might have assumed. And they don't even. Angel hasn't been around. Yeah, and they also don't know that the spell worked. Right. Okay. So Um, that's an interesting thing to consider. But uh, regardless of the fact that they aren't completely aware of what exactly happened, I still think that this particular episode could have gone down a very annoying path of, like, maybe Angel did this to her and that's why she ran away. Maybe Angel took her and they could have very easily made it about um, external forces, if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. Which, 
Do you mean like... There were... What do you... Explain. Like, uh... Okay. Let me get my thoughts together. Yeah. So, uh... Like, this episode... Like, Buffy ran away for personal issues. Like, Mm -hmm. personal reasons. And, um... And it's something that she's going through. And although, um this like depression and uh you know all this all this pain that she's enduring although it is caused by um you know the weight of being a slayer and having to kill angel and things like that that's not like what it's about do you know what i mean like it's about her Mm. and her pain and i think they could have really easily made it about the causes as opposed to the effect that it's having on her Right. And, um, like, looking at the, the, uh, hmm, I don't know, maybe, like, the source, that's what I meant by external forces, like, being, like, like, things that don't, that aren't her. Because Mm -hmm. this is very much, like, about her coping. Yeah. And, um, and it can be really, really harmful when you are in, like, so much pain about, for whatever reason, and it's, and, like, somebody's like, is this about this? Is it, is it about this one specific thing that happened to you? Is it about a boy? That's Mm -hmm. the worst thing. I've had that happen to me, and it's the worst thing in the world. And so I think it could have really been taken in a direction where it was made, you know, about, like, oh, Buffy lost her love, and, now she's depressed as opposed to like Buffy had to kill somebody and she's looking at her like she almost died and things like that right and um yeah I just thought it did a really good job of respecting her and her character and how her character is feeling um as opposed to like like I said making it about like why is Buffy acting this way and things like that Mm mm-hmm I thought it was respectful. That's what I thought it was. Good. And accurate. I agree. I thought it was nice. And I liked the um, relationship that Buffy had with Lily, even though it might not... um, She might have been a little uh, uh, coarse, I guess. Yeah. Callous. um, Right. But I I, I liked it, and I liked Mm -hmm. that she she helped... um, helped uh lily kind of at least get a start on being her own person because right she um she it reminded me of one of those characters in um unbreakable kimmy schmidt where she basically um she like hangs on to the the latest thing right in her life like she said she was part of a cult or part of a church or something and then she was like um, and then I was part of that vampire thing, and now I'm Lily, right. and I've got this guy Ricky, and so it, it's, you know, you you want to you want to think that she'll she'll take the job and like become financially independent and stuff like right. that, but who knows? Fingers crossed for Lily. Yeah. You want to rate it? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this. Uh, um. Ooh. 7.5. I was going to give it an 8. Yeah, yeah. I was torn between 8 and 7.5. I really liked it. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, 
yeah, I don't have much else to say. It was good. It was it was a good start to the rest of the season. Yep. I'm we, jazzed. I'm jacked yeah. in. Jacked in. We are, <laughs> in fact, jacked in. All right. Tune in next week, everybody, for uh, more obscure callbacks to uh, bad episodes. <laughs> That's the best kind of callback. <laughs> See ya. The good callbacks aren't fun. Anyway, bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs>